to Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic the Gathering podcast. I'm your host David Wolf, and I'm joined here by Kieran and Alan. Each and every week we bring you all the latest news from the world of magic, as well as our tournament report and of course the deck of the week. How are you guys? I'm good, yeah. That's the story. I'm super, super. Just played a nice weekend of Magic. It was a, it was a beautiful weekend. So, of course, you sit inside and play card games. Yep. That's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. Well, in fairness, it did rain quite a lot on one of the days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I barely left my house all weekend, so it was a blur to me. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, I did not play so much Magic. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that later. Yes. Um, so, our rundown for today is... Um, some stuff that we forgot to talk about last week. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we're going to be talking about some of the FNM promo announcements. We're going to be talking about the uh, the announcement of the play design team in R and D, Magic R and D. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the the leaks from Commander 2017. Um, we might touch on the Hour of Devastation fake cards that have been quote unquote leaked. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about Hascon. Uh, the story podcast they released this week. You guys experience your your tournament report from the weekend, and also our deck of the week, which we will save for the end. Lovely. Sounds so, good. Sounds like a great episode to me. I'd be excited. Does, yeah, it sounds like a belter packed yeah. full of jam and content. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it'd be great. And we are the. No, I'm, I'm going to stop with that analogy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, let's talk about the. Um, let's kick it off with the FNM promos. What do you think? They're so good. Yeah, very excited. <laughs> so yes. Wizards. Uh, Playing a stormer here with uh, with their F and M promos after I'd say about a year of quite lackluster promos. Um, yeah, I think it's about like the the right amount of lag time in how much people were complaining about it nine yeah, months ago, and yeah. now we're getting a run of really good ones. Yeah, it seems right. Like um, so, basically, we've we've had so far we've had well, what have we had? We had like one um, constrictor. No, we didn't. We no. had that. We news constrictor. Oh, no, news constrictor. The, news constrictor. Constrictor. Yeah. the less labeled. Yeah, the, the less if we had wine and constrictor, yeah, that would be, be great. That would be good, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so, so, but like for the recent good ones, we had uh, unlicensed disintegration. Yeah, uh, Aetherhub is uh, next. Aetherhub is starting to, like this week. Um, Fortune's favour. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it was disintegration was the first really good one, wasn't it? Was we, it? There we was had, we had incendiary that. flow, which was yeah, cool. yeah incendiary flow was pretty good. Sorry, servo exhibition that was the other yeah. one. Yeah, that's that's like okay, okay. that's yeah, like that's French playable. Yeah. Like so there there are some like white servo decks that people can play like casually. Yeah, and people like building those kind of token decks. And exactly. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, the the ones that uh, Wizards have announced now past Etherhub in June are going to be a Reverse Engineer from for July. Renegade Rallyer for August and then Fatal Push for um, September. Fatal Push. Oh, that's the one. So yeah, that's, good. That's the money shot. Just, yeah. I mean, Reverse Engineer basically sees no play except for the fringe kind of Ether Flux Reservoir decks, but like it's still yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Again, a nice one to have. Kind of like Servo Exhibition. Yeah. Um, Rallyer, really good because it's played in modern. Yeah. In the kind of zoo decks. But then obviously Fatal Push is a multi format all star, and foils of that are what. Forty dollars or something like that at the moment. Yeah, mm, yeah something like that. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, got thirty euro or something. So, yeah, so that's uh, really nice to see those pe- people's feedback being taken on board. And yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. Like, I don't know, especially because like they're apart from like Renegade Rallyer, they're like applicable to like some and well, Reverse Engineer as well. But like mm-hmm. Aetherhub, 
Disintegration, Fatal Push, mm-hmm. all go in like so many decks, mm-hmm. like that people are just going to be like so so happy to get these. Yeah. yeah, like Fatal Push is basically in every black deck from now until in, it rotates out of standard. In, basically, well, yeah. in every format, in every format, format, all formats, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, except Vintage, but like. I mean, if you're playing Black and Vintage, it's basically just to cast Tendrils of Agony, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, these are these are pretty exciting. Uh, it is slightly disappointing that we didn't get Winding Constrictor. I would have preferred Winding Constrictor in the spot of Reverse Engineer, but you can't just put all amazing Constructor cards. You need to kind of vary it up a little bit. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, Reverse Engineer could have turned out to be sure, yeah, yeah. an amazing Constructor card. Yeah, I feel like that with like News Constrictor as well. Like that's a card they probably thought was going to be better yeah. than it was because yeah, of like of Wild, Mongrel. Wild Mongrel and stuff. Sure, yeah. yeah. So I feel like they just kind of. I mean, well, we already know that like for the past couple of standards, they just totally missed what they thought the good decks were going to be. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be why those cards ended up mm-hmm. yeah, being the okay. promos. One thing that is a bit strange uh, about this to me is that all of these these are three cards from Ether Revolt, which is a small set. Which yeah. we usually don't get like three promos from a small set, I think. Because it was oh, like true, yeah. from... Um, Wait, no. It's, oh, it is three, yeah. Yeah. From, from whatchamacallit, what's the, what's the one after um, Shadows Over Innistrad? Eldritch Moon. Yeah. I think we only got one. We had, um, that, did we? Call the Bloodline and then... But Call the Bloodline is from... Um, that's from Shadows. Oh, Shadows. Okay, so then Loose Constrictor was Eldritch, Eldritch Moon. Moon. Was, was it? it? Yes. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I, well, according to this week, I, I just typed in... Um, Friday Night Magic cards, and I got oh, this okay. giant list from Wikipedia, <laughs> all the way back from uh, River Bo- River Boa from two thousand. Wow, was the first. Ter- oh, wow. Two one, one, two one, one on a green, pay a green to regenerate River Bow. Wow, those. I think I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out now. Yeah, but it says it says two out of zero zero. It started at two. There's no number one, so they started it in oh. February of that year. Okay, February two thousand. Interesting. Weird. So um, so hold on. It says that. Uh, but it doesn't say there what set they're from. No, I'm assuming because uh, it just has new constrictor listed as from being 2017. Mm. Um, oh, wait. No, that Sorry. is probably right, That's though. That's not right, yeah, Rise yeah. from the Tides, Fiery Temper, and Call the Bloodline are all from Shadows. Yeah. And then News Constrictor, Fortune's Favor, and Incendiary Flow are all from... Eldritch Moon. Yeah. Eldritch Moon, are they? Okay, yeah. well, then that does make sense. Yeah. Okay. But then we only... Yeah, okay. That makes sense, then. But they're quite far behind new sets, then. So we won't, we won't are, be yeah. getting, like... We won't be getting promos from Amonkhet until October. Yeah, I think that's kind of usually how it yeah, goes. Yeah, September. Yeah, September. Oh, September. Yeah. Um, is that from? Sorry, so yeah, so this constructor was from Elder Moon. Okay. Um, Fair enough. What what Amonkhet? My theory is wrong. This. What Amonkhet promos would you guys like to see? Oh, that's really hard. I got cast out. Yeah, cast out. Oh, cast out. Superstar. Yeah, that's a great one. Commons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, can't really think of many other uncommons. Magnus Spray. There's probably been a Magnus. There, there has been a there Magnus, has been a Magnus Spray promo yeah, already. Yeah. yeah. They have done ones multiple times, but I think. Have they? Yeah, like I think Goblin Warchief was okay. or Goblin Goblin Warchief or Chieftain. I can't remember. I, one mm. of those was several times. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Magnus, okay. yeah, Magnus Spray was in July 2014. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, we're definitely edge. not. We're yeah. not getting it then. Yeah. If it was yeah. only three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, cast out's a good choice though. That is a cool. One. What else could um, they have? Yeah, it's word servant if they think zombies is like Yeah, or Lord of the Accursed. Ooh, that would Lord of the Accursed would be cool. sick, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Hmm. Or is there any commons that you could have? Is it not always an uncommon? Ooh, yeah. No? No. Magnus Ray is a is a common. Yeah. Was it a common in that set though? Yeah. Oh it was. Yeah. Twenty fourteen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Uh, oh yeah, because well, I don't know. I think they're generally recent ones have been uncommons. They usually are, yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of commons, though, maybe or oh, Mangahorn would be a good. Um, oh, oh, Mangahorn yeah, would be cool. Yeah. I think yeah, cause, since they they this back when they when they're developing Mangahorn, they thought it would be the savior of standard. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's what they were thinking back then. They'd be thinking, oh, it's going to be as popular as Fable Bushes. Yeah. Mm, well, not quite. <laughs> Uh, I, th- I think uh, also we talked about before that uh, the last clause on Mangahorn might have been put in just for the for the oh yeah, yeah actually, it, they actually confirmed that it was put in for Marvel I think yeah they did yeah. so we were I was just what people are using it for now yeah, yeah, actually, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so they just had to ban the other broken Marvel <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah so this is really nice to have like really good um, promos and uh, attendance at FNM in September will be extremely high. I know it'll be like playing on the Pro Tour trying to get one. Yeah, of exactly. Yeah, because I know. Um, <laughs> I know. Usually, usually there's like multiple ones that have now, but I know in our shop they have they you can play Commander and like the winner of the Commander uh, kind of group pod gets the promo. <laughs> Everyone's going to play the, the Commander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that should, yeah. That's, that's no good in multiplayer though. Isn't that's that? Not, oh, it's only good in one on one. Well, okay. also Emrakul is banned. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think I think people should. Oh, yeah. go I keep forgetting banned is different. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I don't know why you'd, you'd have to play some awful stack deck just try and lock everyone out of the game or yeah, something like yeah. that. It'd be terrible. Uh, God. Yeah, I don't really know how the F and M promos get handed out at our shop, except for that I usually get one. So um, whatever <laughs> way it works, I'm pretty happy. I hope they continue yeah, with the system. Yeah, yeah. I think that they tend to give one to like first and second place, and then. Okay. I don't know how many they get exactly, but I think it's four. Okay. They give like yeah. one first and second place, and then one randomly, and then yeah. one last place. I think I think they're given. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen new players or two randomly uh, like get one and like be like so happy with it. Yeah, and, new like, players and, do get really happy. Actually, it, it is great seeing the effect it has. Like I, I saw, I, I I was just doing trades with a new player, and then he was like, "Oh my god, look at this card! I just got last week for free. It was crazy. It's so pretty." <laughs> it was a fire temper promo, and like um, yeah, so we've got to do it. Worse than the. Like, Worse than the other one. That's yeah. why I always like find a new player and I rip up my promo in front of them to bring, <laughs> bring balance to force. You know? <laughs> the way to do it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, especially if it's fiery temper. <laughs> that's a that's a common. Oh, it is a common. Sure, yeah. Yeah, 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 there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, maybe they'll give us renewed faith. As a in general, or in, Ooh, in general, uh, either way. sensor, sensor. Oh yeah, sensor, sensor, great, hundred percent luck. Yeah, for F and M promo, definitely. Um, okay, so we'll be start. Will we talk about the play design team? Yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. Okay, this is very so, exciting. It's great, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. So, it, kind of in response to how out of whack standard has been recently, and how many cards have had to ban, and how yeah. differently uh, the the game exists in in real life to to how they kind of planned it. <laughs> uh, in design and development, uh, the Wizards have announced that they're going to have a dedicated uh, team of testers in R and D who are going to test the new sets before they come out. Um, a simulated standard, so it's going to be. Se- I don't know if it's separate from the Future Future League or replacing the Future Future. I think League. it's replacing it because like two of the Future Future League testers are joining the design right. team. Okay, okay yeah. so yeah. But I I don't know is is Future Future League a dedicated. <laughs> like people aren't dedicated to that because people play on it who are designers or whatever. Yeah, true, true. So yeah, I mean, I feel like this will be the the replacement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be weird to have two 
teams doing the same thing, one of which is a full-time paid thing. But this one, like, they might still do the Future Future League as, like, a test of, like, what's fun and what kind of decks can we imagine. Yeah. And then this one is over here trying to break it. Yeah, yeah. It could be slightly different with that. Because that is what they, a lot of the times, what they've said they want to do with the Future Future League is just to kind of roughly identify what cards are good and what kind of shells people could make, but Mm. not break it all the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd imagine that the play design team will probably be in on the process from like earlier on. Yeah, that's and, true. And will probably have more say in terms of uh, development, uh, in terms of like changing cards. They'll probably be like, "This is this is bad." Yeah. Please, don't don't print this. Don't print Galactic yeah. Company, please. Yeah. Don't print Marvel. Um. So who who did you say again was the the lead? Uh, Dan Burdick is the guy's name. So he previously worked for Direwolf Digital Games, who are the company that make Eternal Card Game, and they also make the Elder Scrolls card game, mm-hmm. which, uh, which I've never played, but I've heard it's very good. Yeah. It's like the Legends of Elder Scrolls. Yeah, the Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. Legends. So it's kind of like uh, I know it's got its own kind of cool gimmick where the cards go in like different lanes like a MOBA you know like League of Legends or Dota oh. so there's like three lanes that you put your cards in and your cards can only interact with ones in the opponent's same lane oh okay cool. so, uh, so it's meant to be a pretty cool and unique play experience interesting and like uh, Direwolf Digital are a great company LSV works there uh, a bunch of other magic pros Chapin uh, Chapin works there um, Patrick Sullivan works there mm-hmm. uh, I know Kibler did a lot of like consulting work for them mm-hmm. I think for their for their recent games I believe they also uh, manage the online Pokemon trading card game. They're the company that oh, yeah. that does the the client and stuff like really? that for for oh, Pokemon. Yeah, so they but they don't design that game. They just yeah, uh, yeah. They do just, the online yeah, for that. Okay. Um, so Dan Burdick worked there, and so he got sniped by wizards and uh, brought over to <laughs> Seattle. I mean, that's what they should be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, I like. Oh yeah, I'm not complaining. Yeah. They should they, be like yeah. sending covert offers to like. Hearthstone developers like constantly yeah, and wrote over. Yeah. Well, no, Hearthstone is not a very you know. I mean, Heart, really. Hearthstone maybe like uh, like UI designers and stuff. Yeah, for, yeah, uh, that's, for that's, that's, yeah, that's who they should be talking to there. Yeah, God, like, well, one thing that always just makes me like Hearthstone so much is just the, every little thing down to the buttons on like menus are just so nice to yeah. press. Yeah, and, they are. Yeah, God, so clicky. That's all. The just only just thing, over. The that's only so. thing nice to press on Magic Online is the X in the top right corner. <laughs> Very <laughs> oh my god, that is the best burn. It's not I, even satisfying to open treasure chests. <laughs> no, it's oh yeah, I'd be like, like I, oh yeah, there should be. There's not even a sound effect. It's like you press it. And there then, is a sound effect. Isn't is there? there? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's like the pack opening sound wah. effect. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus Christ, God. Here it is brutal with the magic yeah, yeah. online put down there. But uh, yeah, it's like it's, I feel like for me when I maybe use this my connector or something. Why when I click on a, on a change of chest because I'm I'm a scrub and I like playing the lotto. I don't want to sell my change chest. I want to yeah. open them. Oh yeah. And uh, when I do that, uh, it kind of stalls for a second and then the window pops up and you're just bombarded with information and you're yeah. like, oh, where oh, are these? Terrible. And then they take out my phone and I look up the, the value of each card. <laughs> take out your phone. What you do on the computer? <laughs> well, it's, I don't want to get into detail. It's like the setup okay, in my okay. sitting room is... Oh, right, oh, so okay. I, 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 just, I sit on like an armchair with a, a mouse pad oh, on like okay, a, so a table yeah. so I don't even use my keyboard. Right, right, okay, fair enough. Um, that's okay. That's how that's how you online game. Yeah, the armchair and the mouse. But like, when, yeah, when you compare that to opening a pack of cards in Hearthstone, exactly, yeah, it's, which is it's, brilliant. It feels like, so that's good. probably the best thing in the whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just explodes. Oh, and then what's it? The, was it? Um, was it called the Old Gods? The Octopusy one? The uh, 
mm. the, the tentacles. So like if you open one of those, it's like eyeballs and tentacles, and they make squelchy noises yeah, when they yeah. burst open. I love the so um, nice. I love the GVG one as well with the like the gears oh, yeah. Yeah, moving yeah, yeah, yeah. when you open the pack and stuff. So Brilliant, so great. Yeah, just tiny things like that. Dear I yeah. mean, this is pretty <laughs> off topic because I don't think uh, Dan Burdick can add much of that to physical. No, they definitely, they're going to sort this out. They're going to add yeah. all this to <laughs> Magic Online. It's going to be even better than Hearthstone yeah. uh, two years down the line. But uh, but yeah, please please make Magic Online better also, Wizards. Thanks. <laughs> yes. uh, so we can talk about that more. In a uh, yeah, I feel like that's a rabbit hole. Do, have, do you know, did this guy, Dan Burdick, did he ever have like success as a pro player or um, I'm not sure to be that? honest I'd imagine that like I think most people who end up at these card game, the trading card game companies do so because they were like very very like uh, in franchise players sure at yeah well at least the development teams anyway yeah like uh, like I know at Direwolf Digital that they like all the Magic players they all like have like legacy leagues and stuff in the office mm-hmm. over yeah. and stuff like that oh, so uh like, it does completely make sense, because, like, if you want to design one of these games, it only makes sense that, like, if you think about it a lot, you are probably going to be pretty good at those games. Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. If you're thinking about it so much, um, so it does make sense. that. And, like, Magic is, like, has been around for so long, and, like, they've made so many mistakes that if, like, if you know as, like, an enfranchised Magic player mm. all the things not to do because you've seen Wizards yeah. do it... Like, uh, just all, like, cards that were too good and, like, design space that, like, is too parasitic and stuff like yeah. that. Like, you've, ju- you've seen all these things, like, so many times over and over from playing Magic. Uh, I feel like that has got to be a big advantage, like, mm-hmm. just to, when, yeah. you, when you start trying to design your own games. Yeah, it's like, guys, we're not going to make Ancestral Recall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even even they knew that was broken when they made it, even. Ancestral yeah. Recall, they just didn't care. Yeah. They were like, it's a rare. It's different yeah. <laughs> no one will yeah. have four of these. Yeah, yeah I don't think that's what I was really rational about then. Yeah. So, uh, also on the team, we have Andrew Brown and Melissa Dottora, who are, or sorry, were, uh, well, I don't know about Melissa Dottora, but Andrew Brown was a was a platinum pro. Melissa Dottora top eight uh, a pro door, so I yeah, yeah. assume that makes you platinum automatically. No, does it? Um, I think. Definitely makes you gold automatically. Yeah, I don't think it makes you platinum. I think winning it is platinum. Right. Yeah, sure. well, winning a pro tour definitely makes you yeah. immediately platinum. Yes, yeah. for the next year or whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she, uh, but they were both playtesters anyway. Uh, yes, they were. Yeah, yeah and they're um, being moved to this play design team. Yes, exactly. So uh, hopefully, the hope for the future is that um, the the problems that have plagued standard development over the last year will not continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's yeah, I think it's very interesting. To think like. Um, Obviously, we're not going to see results straight away from what this team does. No. But I wonder, like, will there ever be a point that we'll, we'll see a card or we'll kind of experience a meta where we know maybe a year from now we can say, oh, this is a result of this new team? Or do you think it will be, like, maybe really subtle changes that we won't notice? No, I, th- I think definitely. Like, I mean, um, I think if we just end up in a situation where, like, there are, like, viable... Set- like, this is obviously, like, this is the fantasy magical Christmas yeah. land perfect metagame but where you can play aggro mid-range controller combo and like the majority of games are like uh, interactive you know and you and both players are able to make meaningful decisions i think they might shy away from combo for a few years but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean combo can be fine as long as it's not turn four combo. Yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. i was i played that blue white panharmonic on deck that you know <laughs> Three cards and you won on turn nine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a fun combo. Yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we'll be able to see it. Like, I mean, 
it's obviously this is one of the, it's one of the things where like it's it's easier to just call out the mistakes after they've That's been it, made yeah. than yeah. to see the the invisible mistakes that got removed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, it'll probably be more a situation of like we'll just kind of we'll be playing one day and realize hey, there's been absolutely no unbeatable strategies for a while. Yeah, I mean people will still be complaining. Like the, uh, I, yeah, I feel I, like. That's a given. Yeah, I mean, like, the, I feel like the rate of complaining, whether the format is like completely busted or totally brilliant, is probably only a difference of like ten percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be mad when people just complain about something else, but complain a lot about something else that we won't even notice. Yeah, they'll just complain about whatever the best mythic rare is or whatever yeah, you know. Yeah. Or mythic common god. Because like yeah. pe- people complain so much about like siege rhino. Like I, I, I've only been I've only been playing for what three years now, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think it's almost exactly three years. And uh, so that has given me time to look back on past standards. So I started during Theros Khan standard. And mm. like everybody complained about Siege Rhino constantly all the time. Yeah. Uh, but now when people look back on it, they look back on it with such fondness. Yeah, yeah. Because you could play like the Siege Rhino decks. You could play like Jeskai decks. You could play Jeskai Ascendancy decks. You could play Jeskai Aggro decks. You could play Sultai Whip decks. Yeah. Like and you could play the big Red Green Monsters decks. There was like... You can play mono red burn, not burn like mono red aggro yeah. dudes. Um, yeah, and there was like so many different varieties of things that you could play, and uh, people people complained about it then. So yeah, people yeah, just people always just Yeah, play. I think probably the very first time I looked at um, my batch of coverage was for the Battle of uh, Pro Tour, and people then or around then were complaining to Hangerback Walker being like Hangerback Walker is everywhere, it's in every yeah. deck or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's like, when I, when I look at that card now, it just seems like such a cool, like, well-designed card. Yeah, And an is. interesting card yeah. and so many different ways to play it. Yeah. I mean, that was like, Siege Rhino is, is sort of, is obviously very pushed. Like, Hangerback Walker is a card that people complain about a lot that, like, never even saw all that much play. Like, it got it got played as, like, a staple, yeah. but it was never, yeah. like, uh, the the defining card of a format. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah, yeah. You know? You think it's, it's less defining now than say Walking Blister is, or Walking Blister has been very similar to it. Um, um, Walking Blister, I think, so has seen more play than okay. than not, not, not at the moment. But, no, but, but like before the ban, it yeah. was yes, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think standard right now, even though it may not be perfect, and people are still calling for Ethorworks Marvel ban or whatever, I think standard right now is the best it's been in a long time. I think it's quite good. Yeah. I think like. I don't know. Like, there's obviously there's a there's a clear best deck, but I think there's like four decks you can play that are all like totally defensible to yeah. d- defensible to bring to a big tournament and mm-hmm. you're totally fine with, like blue like blue red control. It's probably five or six to be honest. I I would say it's like Marvel like just put all the Marvel versions together. Yes. Marvel Mardu, uh, blue red control and black green energy. I think are like the four mm-hmm. decks. Sure, you can play. Yeah. I was going to add zombies, but zombies are pretty bad. Oh, yeah, I guess zombies as well. Like, zombies or or black-green, I guess, could be mm. the sort of fourth slot. And then red-green aggro is maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I don't think I would ever feel good taking that somewhere, but, like, you can play it and still get some wins. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think we can see from data that it is putting up some wins, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, both versions as well, like the Electrostatic Pummeler version and like just Red Green Beatdown, yeah. like Glorybringers and stuff like that. Yeah, that and deck, Rons. if they do ban Marvel, that deck is going to be vying for the top yeah. position. The Red Green one? Yeah. yeah. The, like the Teamer, Teamer, no, no, the Glorybringer. The good one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Teamer energy version? Yeah, Teamer like or Teamer, Red Green yeah. or okay. like I think it's just Red Green X, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. You play well, I, think, I think if that's the case, then Black Green is pretty good. Yeah. Because I think Black Green has the potential to go much bigger than... Than red green, 
Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, let's talk about, let's yeah. talk about uh, hypothetical sure. uh, metas that don't exist yet. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you want to... Uh, we already talked last week kind of about the possibility of an Ethereum Marvel ban. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think it's fine if they do and it's fine if they don't. I don't really care, to be honest. Like, uh, I think it will... Like, so if... It, if the, how many people are not playing Standard at the moment because of Marvel? I don't think many people are staying away from Standard because of it at the moment. No, I don't think so. I think the people mostly who are, who would be playing Standard are playing Standard at the moment. Yeah. Uh, or if they're not, it's because there was two bands in a row. Yeah. And they got annoyed and they're not going back for at least another rotation. Until anyway. rotation, yeah. And like, if they do ban it, it's like, okay, so the other argument is like, is it keeping new players away? Mm. And it's like, I don't think new players it really makes a difference because like because standard is so huge at the moment and you need expensive cards from so many sets i don't think it's an attractive time for new players to come in and start playing either way because so, like what like mardu or something is just going to be the best deck and mm-hmm. you need like to buy gideons like a couple of months before they rotate yeah, yeah. you know uh so i don't think that's a reason either uh as we said i think the format is like relatively balanced even though marvel is is clearly the best deck mm-hmm. so like I could see them banning it, um, but I think it's totally fine if they don't as well. Mm-hmm. Like when Ulamog rotates, the deck is is loses so much power. So yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. I think it's it, and I'd say I'd say if they do ban it, it will be like we've seen before. Many time takes them to ban something that's so quote unquote a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're to wait the same amount of time as they waited to ban Feather Dark Guardian, mm-hmm. it'll be like very close to when Ulamog's rotating anyway. I don't think that they would take that amount of time to ban this if they wanted to ban it. Okay. I think they would just ban it next time. Like uh, like the next week's... Yeah, whenever it is. Yeah, it's next week yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I just don't think that they will because the even if you just look at the results of the 5-0 lists on MTGO or MTG Goldfish or whatever, um, the results each day are far more varied than they were oh, before. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So like, before it was like every single day like half copycat, half Mardu vehicles, maybe one other deck thrown in there. Mm. And like now you're getting at least five decks a day. They're, yeah. they're going to be happy enough with that, that they're like, we're not banning another thing. It looks yeah. way worse to do a third banning than it is to let the format continue as it is now. But I've seen a lot of people online just saying that, oh, I think pretty sure they're going to ban this. Or like I saw a person asking online uh, that they want to get back into standard and, and like what, what deck should they buy? Mm. And people were like, oh, don't, don't buy into Marvel because it'd be pretty terrible if it got banned. But like, yeah, it's, I just don't think it will. I don't, I don't think it will either. Um, I think like the only reason they could consider banning it seriously is that like it looks really bad on coverage. Again, yeah. just like the games, just like if you're watching, really don't look good. So the next Pro Tour and the, and the GPs that are on coverage for Standard are, are just like not going to be great advertising for Magic mm. um, until rotation because mm. like it's just it's a stupid yeah. deck and it just looks stupid to watch someone <laughs> play it if if there's like seeing as this next set is like super Nicol Bolas themed mm. I imagine that there's going to be some tools in there for Grixis control players yeah so if they power up control a little bit more because it's already reasonable against Marvel. Like, Blu-ray control is reasonable against Marvel. Mm. It's just, it, yeah. it falters when it comes down to the, some of the other decks. Mm. Um, so I think if they power up control a little bit more, that would bring a balance to it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Like, that would bring Marvel down a little bit. So then you could have the aggro decks coming back in to fight against the control decks. Yeah, yeah. more and people start playing Mardu. Yeah. 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 And yeah. there's always a greater power. 
<laughs> That's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so what do we what do we want to? I suppose that's a good segue into the um, the era of devastation leaks, quote unquote. The card that is not a card. Yeah. So there was a, that is not a card. So there there was a a leaked card, maybe two, maybe Alan and I just just imagine the other one. Yeah. Fever, <laughs> fever dream. Yeah. But uh, so there was there was a a confirmed fake uh, four mana wrath. Black Wrath of God. Yeah. Uh, was called. that definitely confirmed fake, though? Yeah, I think... It, well, I think it was as much... I mean, wizards aren't going to come out and say it's fake, right? Sure, But, yeah. like, the grammar was terrible, and the art was from, like, promo art yeah. that normally they wouldn't use for a card, and mm. it wasn't a story spotlight card, which yes. it definitely would yeah, be. That's a good yes. point, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was a it was a four-mana Wrath with all creatures lose indestructible... Uh, destroy all creatures. Yeah. Um, black. Two black black. Two, uh, yeah, two black black, yeah. Um, like, I don't know, I was very excited to hear about it. I was like, that's so sweet, like, deals with Ulamog. And then I was like, oh, well, actually, it also just kills all the gods that they just printed, which they would probably Yeah, but just... they often do do that. They print an answer in the, yeah. the, the, the turn out. Yeah, but this yeah. isn't just an answer. This is, like, an answer that's also the best sweeper they would have printed in, like, eight years or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. But, like, they have said that they're powering up the answers more than yeah. they had been recently. Like, people's arguments of this is too good don't fly for me. Like, let's just, you know, we know it, yeah. we know it, it definitely is a fake from the context of other things, like the way it wasn't a story spotlight card and like the, the mm. grammar on it being bad. Yeah. But the, the card itself, for me, does not scream fake. Like, it's better no, than like, Damnation, I, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, who cares? Like, yeah. uh, I would love to see a four mana sweeper get reprinted. It'd be very sweet, yeah. Like, I think... It's just really cool. I, I haven't really understood since I came back to playing Magic why everyone just kind of agreed that like five mana just had to be the absolute minimum yeah, for like for mm. for a sweeper, except for languish. But you know, it's it's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I still think I think we I, I came up with this on a previous podcast, but I still think it'll be a minus one minus one counter sweeper. Yeah, if like a languish that's minus one minus one counter. Yeah, that would be really like good. So would that not be like two black black put two minus two? Two minus one minus one counters on everything. Yeah, or like three. Three. Yeah. Three is probably that's, that means, too strong. Yeah, maybe. I mean, compared to Yanni's expertise, that's also four, but it's kind of it's minus oh, three yeah, minus three with something but else. Minus three minus three is permanent. Yeah, so yeah. it's all like instead of getting the permanent, you get your free spell for Yanni's expertise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that like counters is much counters are much better against like indestructible permanents. Yes. Yeah, like the gods and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but like I think that would be quite flavorful in terms of like nickel balls, like yeah. showing yeah. the gods what's what. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> None of them like him. <laughs> just that spell. No, no, no. Yeah. but like oh. he's just you know making them his... making them smaller. Yeah, yeah. That's true. yeah that's, that, that makes sense actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You are insignificant now. The yeah. god Pharaoh has returned. Um, a lot of people were also arguing that it would be mythic if that were the case. Uh, I don't think that's I true kind of at disagree all. with that. They, yeah. they mostly do sweepers are rare. Yeah. Not mythic. Yeah, I think sweepers in general should just the, the be only rare. one that I can think of is a send up on the on the sinful. Yeah, that was rare. And that was like also just because in limited it would have been atrocious if that was a rare because oh, it just gives you a game winning creature after you resolve it. So yeah, it true. Just would have been completely unbeatable. <laughs> yeah. I mean it is completely unbeatable. It would have been mm, too too much so. a rare. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um Yeah, I feel like the, the consensus is that like it would be great if this card was real. Yeah. Uh, everyone's very excited. I, I, well, for, for, before I saw it, I think, I, think I, I, I was really driving back for the people to you uh, here on Reddit Card ATV as I was driving and again, I nearly oh, crashed the car due to a Magic the Gathering related comment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's like, 
so I, just hearing the card being read out sounded really good, but then yeah, yeah. I think once I saw it, I kind of even like, and I I I didn't realize that the art was used for somewhere else. But even just the fact that the the art it's just depicting you know the gold is just standing yeah. there with his arms folded. Yeah, I feel like a spell like that would just depict like things being destroyed or things being yeah. Taken. Usually it's like a landscape. You know, no, but to be honest, or... uh, people were saying that about that, but it it, it that's that is what's happening in that art. Is it? Like he's standing there with his arms crossed, looking pretty mm-hmm. cool. But basically, you can see that like the heck has gone, and there's like sand blowing. If you if you expand the art, there's like sand blowing through everything, and like obelisks are being torn apart around them. Okay, yeah. So like it does pick depict like destruction or yeah. whatever. Is that is that always the case that the key art isn't used on a card? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. we would have to do research to sure. to yes. actually prove that. And, yeah. Like I don't see any of us doing that research. No. <laughs> uh, another thing, and I said this in the car when we saw the fake card initially, is that like they very rarely use a name of a set as a as directly as a card name. So the last one That's was not true. Yeah, the last one was Conflux, and I believe it's the only one that I can think of. Anyway, maybe there are others. And like Conflux was like the biggest event in the Magic storyline at that time. That was mm-hmm. when like the old Planeswalkers. Lost their sparks and the new planes. Well, no, that's the mending. Oh, sorry, that's the mending. So what was the conflux? conflux is the, that was the like Charles of Alara reuniting. Right. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. That was a which Nicole. is a big story. Oh, yeah. That was related to Nicole Box. Yes. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. But like, but Tearing also brew. like the conflux was a thing that was referenced a lot in the storyline up to that point. Whereas the hour of devastation hasn't been actually called kind of. that in well, the I think story. It's, right. But the hour of devastation is a thing in the story. Like it's a it's a thing that's going we, to happen. I mean, it's like yeah. Is yeah. it? I thought it wasn't actually named as that in the story. It's not. It's not in their in their like list of hours, hours that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's not listed there because that would be pretty stupid of, yeah, the yeah, of, yeah, of him to list it. Like, yeah, yeah. So, but it is. I'm very is sure it? it is a thing. I think that would be actually of all the things for like a card to be named after. I think that would actually fit one of the most. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I think it's, I'm yeah. just saying it's very rare they do that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. But anyway, I'm pretty sure it's fake either way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there was another, there was a Nickel Bolas Planeswalker that we saw in the car also that was fake, which we can't find a trace of on the internet now. So <laughs> been scary. Yeah, may, maybe, maybe that's proof that it's real and uh, Wizards Ooh. have successfully taken it down from it the internet. Could be. I don't so remember anything about it. Yeah, so it was Nickel Bolas God Pharaoh was the name. It was three Grixis. I mean, that's sounds like I, I think so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, three Grixis is good too. Uh, yeah. It had six loyalty. It had a plus three that was, uh, I can't remember what the plus three was. It had a zero, that was you may return uh, a creature from an opponent's graveyard to the battlefield under your control. Sounds good. It had a minus three, that was uh, gain control of target creature and opponent controls. It gains haste, it untap it, it gains haste, sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Uh, and it had a minus 14, which I can't remember what Oh, no, was. minus 14 was a uh, uh, target opponent discards their hand and sacrifices all non land All non land permanents and exiles their graveyard. Exiles their graveyard as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that was it. So that he, doesn't synergize very much with Dark Intimation. I, uh, so I, I don't the believe. first thing yeah, I was yeah. I was disappointed about was that it, it doesn't really yeah. um, That does sound great though. I think yeah. the the plus three was like uh, draw guard or something. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> sounds uh, pretty good though. I I, I think Nickel Nickel God Pharaoh is is a pretty good guess for the name though. Yeah, like. yeah definitely. Yeah. And three Griggs is, is a pretty good that guess for the right cost too, as yeah. well. I think he's got to be more expensive. It's Nickel Bolas, dude. He can't be the same mana cost as a Johnny. That's just crazy. It's true, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I just think it's going to be hilarious if there is, like, a big Nickel Bolas with, like, some ridiculous Grixis mana cost, and then everyone just plays a green deck and casts it off. Marvel. Yeah, or Marvel. Yeah, both. Yeah. 
Because yeah. like, because they expected out the Nissa to have rotated by now. That's true, yeah. Oh, it's it's losing it, yeah. I think that could I'm be... I'm playing my ult of this... Because, yeah, yeah. I think at one point... 11 turns right. later, it's yeah. like... So you could just play Team or Tower with Nicololas. That's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's, at one point, people were playing Tron Modern with... Um, I think this is before Green White Tron. People were playing Tron, like, Red Green Tron with Oath Nissa and, like, you know, having Nicololas Planeswalker. 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 Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Nicololas Planeswalker is so sweet. Such a yeah. cool card. <laughs> I don't even remember what his abilities are, but... Uh, they're, sweet. they're like they're very similar to Ugin's yeah yeah yeah. so it's like uh, plus three gain control, control of creature. target uh, it's target permanent I think isn't it I don't know oh no it's destroy target he has no. one that's gain control of target creature and then he has another one that's destroy target non-creature permanent mm. yeah I think it's plus is destroy is uh, minus is gain control then his minus ultimate is win to gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you, your opponent discards their hand, you draw seven or something like that. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Well, speaking of uncastably uh, expensive cards, uh, there were some leaks, real leaks from, well, we think real, from Commander 2017. Yeah, these are absolutely um, real. Yeah, they're definitely real. So yeah. there were pictures of real cards rather than a digital image. Yeah. Um, so uh, and they they included some cards that are like already exist that are that are reprints. So inc- including the the dragon lords, well not dragon lords, the other the the baby forms of the dragon lords from yeah. uh, Fate Reforged, but um, the ones that are better for commander, I think generally, if you want them to be your commander, are they? I think so. Yeah, I think the originals are are better, sort of like attacking commanders. You're yeah. impacting the board, like yeah. uh, maybe so. Yeah. I don't know. Especially which one gives double strike? Atarka is it? Atarka, yeah. Yeah, like that's pretty insane. With yeah. Commander damage. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Well, like Colligan, the Dragonlord Colligan gives haste to all your creatures. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it seems to be a five color dragons deck. So it yep. makes sense in a tribal commander set that they would choose the most popular tribe. Yep. Of Magic, yeah. which is dragons. And it's five color because, because uh, oh, we've seen dragons in every color. This is this is making me think they're all yeah. going to be five color. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of slivers. I think we get. Yeah, right. I think we, I think we called this out a few weeks ago as I, well. So that I means think we're we said there would be a five color deck. Okay. I, I can't even remember. Yeah, it's still stress. correct. Because <laughs> uh, I thought it would be five color like slivers or humans. I believe. Oh yeah, yeah human yeah. five color could. Yeah, yeah. That, but now that, and then we called it like zombies, merfolk, and. Or yeah, like that, but now I think it might just be four five color decks. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's really cool anyway. So the presumably the commander is the Ur-Dragon. Uh, the Ur-Dragon, yeah, which is so sweet, so cool, very cool. So like, um, yeah, Sion of the Ur-Dragon has been one of the most popular commanders for years and years, and now we actually get Mister Ur-Dragon or Mrs. Ur-Dragon <laughs> yeah. themselves. Yes. Um, so what does this card do, Ali? We're gonna up. I'm I'm trying to I think. I feel of like it. the Ur-Dragon would be female. Yeah, that Pro- makes sense. Progenitor actually. creatures are usually like female, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like Godzilla or Alien. Oh, always true. like female. Um, so yeah, the, the Ur-Dragon. Then we had a whole host of other cool legendary creatures. Well, we also had um, Ramos, which was a very interesting oh, yeah. card. Uh, really sounds, sounds very cool, which is a, an artifact dragon. Oh um, yeah, yeah, this card is sweet. Oh, yeah, it's like, can you read out the text on that yeah, one? Yeah, so, uh, so Ramos is a... It's a uh, dragon Ramos dra- combat dragon engine uh, six mana. Dragon engine. Um, I feel like Ramos mana. is kind of a name of a of like a Latin dancer or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like, like looking looking at the tips, they don't lie. At oh, all. Okay. Uh, okay. Whenever you cast a spell, put a plus one plus one counter on Ramos uh, for each of that spell's color. 
And then you can remove five plus one plus one counters from our mouse and add uh, white, white, blue, blue, black, double black, Uber. double, double Uber, Uber. Uh, ten mana to your, to your <laughs> mana pool. Activate this ability only once per turn. Yeah, so that's an incredibly cool way to like design a five color artifact dragon. Yeah, and, and he can be a commander as well. Yeah, he can. So you can cast him off any mana that you have because yeah. he's just six. Yeah, and it's like you don't need to play five colors to like get use any use out of him. So you yeah. can just play whatever colors you want in the deck, but you yeah. just have access to whatever you want, which is really cool design. Wait, sorry. Actually, does if he's the commander, does he does he actually give you those things? Does he actually give you access to all colors? Yeah, because uh, cause he has the symbols. He, it's in his color identity. Identity is the word, yeah. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. I thought it was only in if it's a cost to activate an ability. No, it's anything that's... Like, if you play, like, Avis, Arch, Archangel Avison, you can play a Boros deck because the backside is a red creature. Right. Because it's So her color identity is red-white. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's any time the symbol... Or like the frame shows up. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, and we have also just Ur Dragon. So your Dragon is four Wuberg. It's nine mana. Um, easy, easy pass. <laughs> uh, Eminence is a. Is a is oh yeah, a, so that's a new um, ability word or whatever. Yeah. Mm. So as long as your Dragon is in the command zone or on the battlefield or the dragon spells you cast cost one less. It's a ten ten flyer. Uh, whenever one or more dragons you control attack. <laughs> Draw that many cards. Oh. Then you may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. So cool. permanent. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Oh, you can get it. No. So you attack you with like three dragons. You draw three. You draw three and then you put another land on the battlefield. Another land, yeah. <laughs> and then they're dead, basically. Yeah. Because you're attacking with a 10 10 and two other dragons. Yes, exactly. Although this is your commander. Commander damage is. Uh, you need to do 21 commander 21, damage. So it's to kill. three so times. Yeah, so it's three ah, times, not yeah. good. It's, very good. it's not good. It's about yeah. the best you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Tim and Keranos, right? Keranos does seven, doesn't he? Or Perforos? One of them does seven. Uh, I don't know. Does okay. does abilities from their activations count? No, it's only combat damage. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, like seven, ten, it doesn't really matter. Mm. It's like you're hitting them yeah. three times and they're dead. Mm-hmm. So. It, yeah. uh, and then we have the, who's the cool blue white guy? Tigam. Yeah. So Tygam missed out having a card in Kansas Tarkir or Dragons Tarkir and people were really annoyed about it. Mm. Okay, uh, yeah. People were really convinced that he was going to be the blue white legend from Dragons Tarkir, but then it ended up being kind of a somewhat incomplete cycle. Not really. They they basically made what's her face? The blue white legend in that set. What's her name? I don't know. The one who became a planeswalker, Narset. Oh Narset. Oh yeah. yeah so she oh, okay. she yeah, kind of took that spot. Sure, yeah. The, all the other the others in that cycle were creatures and she was a planeswalker, so people mm. f- felt like it was really incomplete. So yeah. he's taking it. Uh, and he's actually really cool if you want to yeah, read so that. Uh, so uh Taigam, Ojitai Master, he's called Gasset, cost two, uh white blue. Uh Ubin Monk, uh, instant sorcery and dragon spells you control can't be countered by spells or abilities. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, if Tygum uh, attacked this turn, that spell gains rebound. And what's his stats? Oh, uh, three four, three, three four. four. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty good. Like, yeah, that is. Good. Uh, it, it's nice that he's not just reliant on dragons, even though he's in this dragon deck. Because like he has, as as a blue white character, he has a lot of synergy with instants and sorceries. Yeah, yeah. Which so he has rebound, and also your stuff can't be countered. I kind of wish he had flying. So then you could like attack with him more reliably since yeah. he's only a three four like yeah that's but, yeah. Uh, but maybe that would be too good might be I thought but like if they had him on the back of Ojitai or something like that mm-hmm. that would be sweet that would be very sweet yeah. Yeah. 
Um, um, then we also had what were some of these other ones? I, I don't know if these are like actual characters from something, but we had the cat dragon. Well, yeah. Uh, so we, we've had it. What we had now? We've had a cat snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, cat monkey. Cat monkey. Yeah. And so now we have cat dragon. Yes. So all the zombie for the cat. cats. Zombie cat. Yeah. We zombie cat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we do have a zombie cat. We have them. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. Bomb yeah. cat. Okay, yeah, I thought you were saying we should have that. No, the Arpa cat. ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがと
Uh, so I, what, yeah, I don't know. What else does it do? So it's a so it costs one Wooberg, uh, six six flyer trample for six. Uh, whenever it uh, deals combat damage to a player, if that player attacks you during his or her his or her last turn, exile target non land permanent that player controls. Yeah, so it's um, not great. Yeah, that's not amazing. Yeah. It's okay though. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think people were just like, people were bummed out about this one. Yeah. But I, I do like that all of these legendary dragons are five color, so that yeah. all of them can be the commander if you want. Yeah, it's um, really really cool. Yeah, yeah. Although like yeah, so obviously if you want to put these in in the deck and you don't want them to be the commander, you're gonna to have to use one of the other ones mm -hmm. most likely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so so that's it. Uh, it's pretty good, pretty early leagues for this because the commander decks aren't out. Well, they're out early, earlier this August year, right? Yeah, yeah. So. So, uh, and usually we don't get the commander deck lists until like a week and a half beforehand or something like that. Mm -hmm. So this is way early to get any cards from yeah, them. True. It's true. It's, they all came from this Twitter, or sorry, no, not Twitter account, was it? I think it was an Instagram account called Turn One Thoughtsies, which is weird for a car an account that's like leaking cards to plaster their... Yeah, name as a watermark all yeah. over the pictures. It's the name it's of a so podcast, Turn One Thoughtsies. Really? It's a podcast that's been going for quite a while, yeah. It's, it goes oh. up on MTG Cast. That's a bit odd. Uh, so it makes me think that, like, it's not... I don't think it probably is those podcast guys, because I imagine if they're doing a podcast for a while, they're pretty invested. They're not going to be yeah, stupid enough to do that. <laughs> that would be very silly. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It could be someone who, like... As a vendetta against those guys, yeah. I wanted the wizards to like stop them making their podcasts. I don't know. I hope this guys, if you're listening, please don't do that to us. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're okay though. Yeah, for the time being. Yes, we'll but if you're gonna leak it, make it the Nickel Baldus card. We'll yes, that's what we mentioned. Yes. We'll take it on the chin for that one. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, these these cards are looking cool. Hopefully, um, we see some other interesting cards. Like it's gonna be a while before spoilers for this start. That's it. Yeah. 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 yeah we'll. we'll We'll get to that in August. Um, okay, so the next thing I have here is uh, Amaz being invited to PT Kyoto. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, Amaz is like a very popular Hearthstone streamer and I guess pro player, but probably at this, like for most of his career, has just made his money off streaming on Twitch rather than actually. Okay. I, th I think most Hearthstone players, like I think it's very difficult to actually, you would know more about yeah. this than me, Alan, but to make a living from tournament winnings, I think is. Not many people can actually do that in Hearthstone. So people just yeah, stream yeah. as entertainers. Yeah, it's, it's very rare for uh, it's very rare for a pro for a Hearthstone player to mainly do uh, playing tournaments rather than streaming. But it seems like everyone streams yeah. um, and streaming is the the, the the main way to make money. Obviously. It's, it's funny because streaming is where the game started really. Mm. Yeah, to grow to pick up its popularity. So like most of the people who are like invited to the first like on a rounds of tournaments when they were making the tournaments up. Mm. were popular streamers like it was just like well we'll just invite these people because yeah. they're the most popular so it kind of makes sense that they already had their their revenue from streaming set in stone yeah. and then they can just add on with the with the tournament yeah. winnings and it's good it like gives them connections with Blizzard and stuff like that to do it Yeah. so, uh, so yeah Maz is very popular um, uh, I think this is like so I'm kind of torn about this I think I think a lot of people are torn about this decision in that I think it's very obviously like a good decision in terms of like marketing for mm -hmm. Wizards to do this because like say when Modern Masters 3 came out on Magic Online, Amaz streamed it for a couple of days and he was getting like five times as many viewers as any regular Magic streamer was mm -hmm. and he was quite good as well, he was, he was crushing drafts like. And the interesting thing about him in particular rather than like a dude who streams Call of Duty or whatever mm -hmm. saying going to, going to play Magic is that 
you know, his normal audience is Hearthstone players. Right. So they'll go, whoa, what's this game? Yeah. And they'll exactly. be very interested and much more likely to pick it up than someone yeah. from a random other game. Yeah. Yeah. So for that reason, I think it's like just an, an obviously good idea to like have him at a big event and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He's going to be tweeting it out like, you know, he'll restream it or whatever, which which will actually probably add like a sizable percentage to the amount of people watching the Pro Tour if he's hosting it on his channel. Mm-hmm. Uh so it also sucks in terms of like we are all obviously like competitive players and kind of we go to PPTQs and stuff, hope to eventually spike one, like maybe get on the Pro Tour someday. And so it sucks to like see someone just get a free invite. But I don't know, it's hard to be that annoyed about it. It would be different if it was a Magic player that like wasn't qualified for the PT and just got handed a, a, like an invite. You know That's what I mean? true, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm broadly okay with it, I think. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm fairly happy with it because I think it's. Uh, I feel like, you know, I think we usually have discussions before about how um how good about kind of views on views or culture comparative to any of those random Arsenal stream. Yeah. Uh, so I think it definitely is a great move for Wizards, and I think like myself, I I started playing Hearthstone and moved from Hearthstone to Magic Same. just from hearing about Magic. I mean, I think I literally. Uh, I was thinking one day, oh, it would be great if I could play Hearthstone, but like with real cards. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then that was, that was basically the the, 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 the process. Um, so like seeing that, and again, that's the same. That's the same with you, Wolf. You said mm-hmm. so. Like seeing that's that's where our transition was. That there could be there's potentially you know, millions of other Magic players out there who don't realize that they're Magic players. Yeah, because like the way I think about Hearthstone now is like beginner Magic. Like yeah, exactly. I mean that's yeah. not not the best way to think about it, but like it it is. Like magic allows for a lot more interaction and stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think I think even people who are more into hearts on the magic wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like there, like there are definitely like skills that are more important in Hearthstone than mm-hmm. in Magic, but uh, like and not to diminish it as a game or anything no, like no. that. Yeah. But uh, and yeah. I think people people who are good at Hearthstone definitely can transition to being good at Magic. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's it. But uh, like the I I think like 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 you said, Karen. I think it's good in the abstract. It's good for marketing, all that kind of stuff. Um, the overall like effect on other players is very minimal. Like he's going to be one player in a, yeah. a tournament of I don't know how many people usually go to pro tours these days. Four hundred ish, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So he's going to be one player in that. It's you know, <laughs> he's probably not going to do like amazingly unless he like grinds. Non-stop until. No, like yeah, I think limited. He could probably do very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's much more transferable because like yeah. you, you just need to read the cards that are in the current set. There's yeah. not that much preparation you need to do for it. Plus, he's been drafting. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. it. Like yeah. you know, but um, maybe his standard game. But I mean, standard is you can like get up to speed on standard with a week of testing or whatever for sure and maybe he yeah. just plays an aggro deck or something if there's yeah, one that's good exactly, and that's it, sure. you, you know, or just one that doesn't doesn't need. Where you, where you can just make the games as simple as possible for yourself. Yeah, and I'm uh, sure he has plenty of money to supply himself with cards. True. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to feel pretty bad if like he makes day two and uh, he's the guy who, who knocks you out for contention to day two in the last That's round. what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, like, exactly. Despite all that stuff, if you were a player who won a PPTQ and then won an RPTQ or yeah. top four in RPTQ, whatever it is, to win your spot at, at, the, at the Pro Tour... And you sit down neck across from him as round one, and he beats you. You're going to feel very annoyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, that that one person or those fifteen people, whoever he beats yeah. throughout the throughout yeah. the course of the tournament, those people, I'm sure that they can take the 
the hit. They can take the hit. And also, it's like, when you're sitting down for the match, you should feel pretty good because you are playing against probably the worst player on the Pro Tour. To your knowledge. Yeah, 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 yeah least experience. I think it comes down to hours of, of, of practice. Yeah, it's he, true. He's really right. yeah. yeah. him. Yeah. You might feel advantaged. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to feel pretty bad to, to lose to a, the one person who got a free invite when, yeah. when everyone else has to grind to get there. Um, but I think that the pros definitely outweigh the cons on this mm-hmm. one, personally. Theory. I think so as well. But I totally respect anyone who's totally against it as well. I think that's yeah, a fine I can position see that. to yeah, take. That's a valid position to have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just before we move on to our tournament report, I wanted to touch on uh, the story podcast. Sorry, the story, Magic Story, mm. uh, which, as we said last week, they're taking a break from this week, uh, which was which they did, and they put up a podcast which is what they've said that they've gonna, they're going to be doing now. Sometimes when the, when the story is in a bit of a lull mm. or between sets, they're going to take a, a week or two weeks and put up podcasts as well as doing stories from other places around the, the multiverse or whatever. So they had a, a podcast this week and it featured um, Alison Lurs and Kelly Diggs, who are both part of the Magic Story team. Mm. And they were basically basically being interviewed by Blake Rasmussen. And it was a bit of a kind of a mailbag episode, so they had loads of questions from um, people on Twitter or whatever, and they, they asked them. Um, so you, you, neither of you listened to this. Actually, no. 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 It, it's actually pretty good. It was like, it's like half an hour long, so it's not that long. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. But, well, actually, um, probably will check it out. Yeah, yeah it's actually really good. Um, so basically, they just kind of went through. It was kind of all over the place because there was questions from, from people. So there was stuff about, like, how do you get into this job? Like, who's your favorite character? What's your favorite character to write, etc.? Um, they they were really high on writing um, Jace and Liliana together. Oh, cool. really? Yeah. Um, but the the most interesting information there's two two tidbits of information that were in it. Uh, one related to Amonkhet and one related to magic as a whole or an event from the magic storyline as a whole. So the one about Amonkhet was just at the end of the podcast. Uh, there was a question about um, the gods. Uh, the the three gods who are yeah. missing yeah and basically they said it would be an awful waste uh, uh, for Nicol Bolas to just kill three gods oh mm. my god so, bit of a teaser for next set I think cool Ooh. yeah so they're going to reprint waste as well probably yes yeah. I'd say that's what it is yeah yeah another three versions of waste yeah yeah um with just a dead god in there that'd be pretty <laughs> cool actually um. And then the other thing was uh, they just came 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 out and said when the mending is when the mending was oh okay. really which okay. kind of puts a timeline on a lot of things. like I'm not super invested in the story but it puts a timeline on a lot of things for people okay yeah. um, so it was sixty years ago sixty yeah Ooh, okay. in in the current from the current magic storyline that's when it was and they also mentioned that. Um, the you know the ether boom in Kaladesh mm. yeah that was sixty years ago as well cool so okay. it had far-reaching implications other than for planeswalkers right. Right. Yeah, yeah. basically so that's I think they they might have been hinting at we will see the ramifications of this in other places in the future as well yeah um, that's pretty cool because like it allows them to do a lot more kind of like flashback stuff in other planes where like mm-hmm. you see what a society was like pre and post. that's true yeah, yeah. 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 That's if there's cool. like a big effect like some other people on on Reddit were theorizing that um. That's when the stuff on Amonkite happened as well. Mm, like slightly after that, yeah. maybe ten years yeah. after that, when Nicobos was putting his plans in place for the future. Sure, yeah. yeah. So maybe Amonkite has only been this way for maybe fifty years or something like that. Mm. 
we, like yeah. we know it's fairly recent from from the story but yeah and uh, yeah, and it's already even pointed out that everyone's around like the oldest person is like 30 years old so yeah, yeah there's a living memory that's, yeah. That's that. yeah yeah so those those were the uh, the tidbits from from the story podcast uh, i would highly suggest anybody yeah. to listen to it it's actually, they, did, they it's didn't actually say how soren was now Stuck in the rock. Uh, I think they did mention that in one oh, of the previous they? ones. Oh, yeah, okay. Ones. Right, right. They were like, "What's up with Star with Saren?" And you know, it was I can't remember who was on the who, who was on the podcast at that time. It was Kimberly Crinus or whatever, and she was like, "Yeah, he's still he's chilling out. He's in his rock. Yeah, okay. sitting there <laughs> doing something, <laughs> doing nothing probably. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to get back to him. Yeah, Saren. Yeah, yeah, he's so funny. Cool yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that's that's all I have to say about that. Oh, cool. cool. Do we want to head into our tournament report? Yeah, let's do, do it. Okay, so the two of you went to a PPTQ at the weekend down in Kilkenny. Um, I did not go because didn't want to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> felt like taking a weekend off magic because we're going to the, the GP, GP next yeah, weekend. Makes so. sense. Yeah. Uh, so tell me all about it. Uh, I really enjoyed the event. I thought it was great. I, Good stuff. Uh, I top eighted, which is one reason I may, may have enjoyed yeah, it. Very nice. Um, You're so, first in the Swiss, I believe. Top the Swiss. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crushed the Swiss. That was nice. Uh, I cool. found out afterwards from Pablo, who came second in the event, uh, we mentioned him before, that I could have ID'd a round earlier and just didn't realize it, but I just crushed my next round anyway, so that was fine. Yeah, that's what you got to uh, do. But uh, at the Should same time... Should have just played round five and crushed that as well. Yeah, well, like, either <laughs> way... Uh, well, actually, that would have been not good for me, because after round four, I was guaranteed to be first in the Swiss if I ID'd, and I could have come second if I played and lost. Oh, yeah. right, okay. So uh, it's yeah. one of those weird things with Swiss pairings where... I don't know, this is... We can talk about Swiss all day or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was really good. So I think it was 20 something players in, in the event. Yeah, it's over 20. Uh, and so it was five rounds, cut to top eight. Um, the the shop is great. I've really, really enjoyed being down there every time. Uh, in, in Black Hat Games is the name of the shop in Kilkenny. Uh, the the guys who run the place are just, just absolute gentlemen. They're really nice. Uh, it's a really fun place to play. Uh, their singles folder, I gotta say, is great. Really well stocked, yeah, and the, really? price, the prices are really competitive. They just take oh. they take the MKM uh, price trend, nice, and yeah. that's basically the price for all their cards in their nice. folders. It's brilliant. Cool, yeah. So they uh, like, yeah, I, I can't recommend the shop enough. If anyone's ever in Kilkenny or uh, has the chance to travel there for an event, uh, it was great. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go through my matches first. All I guess. Sure, yeah. So I was on Bant Marvel. We talked about it before. Um, I guess I'll talk about the deck later on for yeah, deck of the week. Towards the end, yeah. Um, but yeah, I played my first round with zombies, uh, which I won fairly handily. I had so my deck configuration: I had three descend upon the sinful in the main board. Yeah, so you're quite set up pretty good. Zombies. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was it was two zero. It wasn't particularly close. The player I was playing against seemed quite good, but uh, just like. I resolved Descend Upon the Sinful both games second game I, I hit it off Marvel and had a choice of Ulamogger Descend and I just Chosen just Descent. went with Descend yeah. and just exiled yeah. like two Dread Wanderers you know Dargraph Colossus whatever yeah. all the yeah. other stuff uh, and ended the game pretty quickly after that and then my next three Did rounds... Did you ever get the Angel off it? Or in those two games? Yeah, I actually... pretty Almost every time I cast it, I got the Angel. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I can talk about that a bit yeah. later on mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and then my next three rounds were against Team of Marvel. Um, th- three in a row. And I beat all of those as well. So... That's pretty nice. Uh, so it was good. So I had a sideboard plan um, set up for the mirror match as well. So I played against Al, round two. Yes. Uh, and then two other players, round three and four. Um, the matches were all competitive. Like I felt like I, I could have lost any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm sure I made I, I can I made a couple of misplays that I can think of, and I'm sure I made many more that I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. But uh, but still, the deck felt pretty. It, the deck felt better than I thought it would in the mirror match. I thought I was I was at a disadvantage, but I actually felt quite comfortable after sideboard. Uh, and then in the top eight, uh, I played against Black Green Energy uh, against Tom Ryan, who went on to win the PPTQ, and he beat me in three games. Mm-hmm. So he was on the draw because he was coming in as eighth seed. So he was playing an aggro deck, and he that, that means he was on the draw in each of his top eight matches. Yeah, never on the play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he won all his matches. So that's, God, yeah. that's actually really impressive, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just got to say, Tom was a pleasure to play against. I played against him before in Kilkenny. He's a really nice guy. Uh, he's a gentleman, and I yep, just congratu- congratulations. A nicer guy couldn't couldn't win the tournament. Cool. I mean, Pablo was very nice as well. If he had won, I would. He said the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Pablo. Basically, your two faces. What you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I'll say anything. Yeah, like a weather rain. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, yeah. The tournament was great. Uh. I won a crap load of boosters for coming first in the Swiss, so that nice. was sweet. I've never yeah. I've never come first in the Swiss before, so that's that was a nice experience. Yeah, that's, yeah. Good experience. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, it was really good. It was a great day. Uh, Kilkenny's lovely. Everybody, you can <laughs> yeah, go there if you get the chance. Great. Kenny is actually one of the best places to visit in Ireland, I think. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's so yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Just the castle there is really nice. Yeah, we didn't get to check out the castle this time. We no. checked it out last we time I was there. Well, it's so yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. I, I like, if you, next time you go in, there's like a, a picture above, uh, in the foyer, just like above the door, mm. image of Stanley. Oh, really? It's like an old dude, like a nobleman from like the 18th century or whatever, but it's oh, the wow. image of Stanley. I know, it's probably him. It's one of his cameos. Like, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, Al, how did, uh, how did the tournament yeah, go for you? I, I, I did not do as well as Kieran alluded to. That. So yeah. I, I um, let's say, so round one, I played against a, uh, I was on Team Marvel. Round one, I played against it was a black green deck that was like an amalgam of the Delirium, had grim players, just two drops, but also had like wilding constrictors and the energy kind of, so the energy counter sub team. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're, they're close games, um, and I, I won that. Uh, round two, I played against Kieran, um, so I think. I yeah I, I I won game one uh, game two I got bamboozled bamboozled by his uh, cheeky sideboard plan which yeah. we'll talk about in detail which worked really well um, and then game so three you were on the playing game one I think I was actually you were on the playing yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and I was just yeah dominated to turn for Marvel sure um, but yeah so but game three uh, I'll do it yeah that's it, that, mm. that does does it uh, and game three it ended up being like a really long grindy game and ended up be, it just just came down to hard cast and Unamogs. Yeah, uh, and Kieran took that. Um, okay. you know, that was a really cool game. I think I, I think that shows. I always feel like the, I, I I really enjoy playing the mirror because when when you're playing the mirror and you, neither of you get your turn for Marvel, it just turns into a really cool yeah yeah uh, kind of draw go back and forth and little kind of tiny increments of of yeah. I mean, like every energy counter counts. Yeah, uh, it comes down yeah. to that. And like um, combat is actually quite interesting as well because your creatures are quite small usually, so like yeah. the damage actually matters a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah life total matters quite a bit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was really good. Then in round three, uh, I played against Keen. He was on Marty Vigils. Um, so in, uh, I, I, I was on the play that in game one. Um, I yeah, jammed out to Marvel and, and won that way. Uh, game two, uh, he had, he, yeah, he, so he had Fleet Wheel, Fleet Wheel Cruiser in the side, and that was his spicy sideboard tech, uh, which worked pretty well to get, you know, just to, when he was on the play, to get that Fourth aggressive um, yeah, damage in. Uh, that worked pretty well. And then, I think, uh, so then in game three, it was just like the most brutal. Um, uh, I, you know, even though when you play, when you play the turn for a marvel, you hit a little model, you know, it feels, it, it, it feels good to win, but you just know it's pretty, it feels pretty bad for your opponent. In this case, 
I went thank you for that. Yeah, that's, right. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I used to. I used to when when I played the Emrakul version. I used to smile so much at the turn four Emrakul. Yeah. I was, like couldn't contain my joy. Yeah. My opponent like, was like crying. I, and I was got like there. Oh, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it is. It was like it was like a textbook. And um, you know, turn two was not turn three. Okay. I was on a play. No, on turn three. He transgressed me, which is like the best thing to do yeah. in that position. And I yeah. had two uh, marvels in my hand. Oh, and so yeah. he, he just saw them and like knew I was going to crack yeah. it at the end of this turn and play it. Yeah. Uh, and then the fact that there was no Uroboggs in my hand meant If you had a Dispossess there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I think, yeah. I, we, I think we mentioned before that Dispossess isn't great. Uh, in that situation, where somebody in that situation, has two marvels If it's a two for one, I'd actually say, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's like, and then we, I think Kieran came over, we had a discussion of, well, actually, what happened then was, yeah, I cracked the, mar- I cracked the, the Buzz Dot, ended that turn, turn, turn four, played the Marvel Heat, well, yeah, played, played a Marvel, yeah. uh, and then got Ulamog off it, and uh, exiled two of his three lands. It was yeah. disgusting, yeah. but great. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah in fairness, uh, Keen took it pretty well, because it's, it, it, it's, it's really the worst way to lose is when you do the thing you're supposed to do, and it's still not enough. Yeah. And then Kieran came over, we had a discussion, like, is it worse to... Is it worse to transgress and see two marvels in your hand, or transgress, take one marvel, and for them to top deck marvel? Yeah, you take that's it. Worse. I think that's worse. So, yeah. Everyone else said seeing two marvels is worse, but I agree with you, Wolf. I think taking the marvel and then they just top deck a marvel, just slam a marvel. Yeah, I think that's, that's worse. much worse. I, mean, I think that's it's like that's way more tilting. You're just like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it's like when you, when you when you see the two marvels in your hand, it's like at that point you know it's game over. Yeah, at least you're like, well, okay, I'm slightly consigned to my fate, or I'm like. Oh, he could he could uh, break on the on the Marvel draw yeah, yeah. or the the Marvel cast or whatever. But when somebody like when you take it and you're like, okay, because it's clear, I, I I saved myself. I I might be able to win this game before he draws one. Yeah. And then and then they top deck <laughs> and play it. That's much worse. I think. Yeah, yeah, Got much worse. I agree. Yeah, I think that's worse. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, the game and then so for, for me, then my next round I was against. Uh, was, so at this point, you were two one. At this point, two one. Yeah, then I went against John Energy, uh, and I was like. I just made so many just horrendous displays. Really? I'm, I'm, I was 100. I'm 100% okay with losing because, like, I, I was flat out like, yeah, I, I found out like at one point I had uh, he had a big board. Um, I had a marvel. I had two energy. Uh, instead of cracking the pulse knot to get four energy, I played it under the pulse knot. And I, as soon as I did it, I was like, that was such a terrible decision. And then that didn't give me enough to spin the marvel. Oh, so hold on. And then you were then you were didn't have enough yeah uh, mana to crack another one. Yeah, exactly. So you only had four mana. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, it was there, there's absolutely no excuse for it. And I, I think at that point, I was like, all right, if I lose, I'm okay. With that because <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. I, so my, when I, pretty bad. It's like my life, my life patterns. I write down um, if a misplay caused me to lose a game. Yeah, I was had in big letters. You know, it's like, and I, you're, you're just you idiot. Yeah, you're just you're just going down. You're and like, playing out. There's, there, you don't get anything extra from having an extra, that extra permanent on the battlefield. Like, yeah, there's no no upside at all. And uh, that was relevant in the next round um, where I played against uh, Tom, who, who eventually won. Um, mm-hmm. In in uh, yeah, so in one of those games, I was stuck in two land. Stuck in two land, it was a mountain and a shrine of forsaken gods, the two least relevant land cards in the deck. <laughs> two worst um, lands. But, uh, that's why I hate having shrine in my Marvel deck. I, yeah, I actually yeah. just don't like it at all. I think, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's something I've, I've got I back know, forth on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, it never really went against me before, but that time it felt, yeah, obviously it felt very yeah. bad. But see, my hand had uh, had two Harness Lightnings and Pulse Knot. Yeah. So that's all yeah. I, I kept it. I think and if you're um, hoping to hard cast yeah. Marvel, it's pretty yeah. good. Like, mm. Or yeah. hard cast them, um, Ulamog, not Marvel. Yeah, exactly. And I was, yeah. So I think I was, I was I, I will look into six with his hand. Uh, I'd I I was not two hands lightning and the hands, mm-hmm. um, and then I went to scry. I scryed another puzzle knot. I was like, oh, that goes to the bottom, mm-hmm. and then uh, I drew another puzzle knot. So, uh, but I ended up having three puzzle knots on battlefield uh, with two land. Uh, after I cast, so two two hands lightning and three puzzle knots. 
the fourth one at the bottom of my library, those were not enough to stabilize. Uh, I got run down pretty quickly, so. Mm. Uh, and then there was, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have kept a hand, but I was like, that's, that's just the, 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 way, the way the game goes. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, Tom, obviously, Tom being the gentleman he was, he realized how brutal I was, and uh, we laughed about it. Yeah, yeah. Well. Yeah. ruthlessly crushed you yeah. If, yeah. efficiently. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but actually, so you didn't yeah. suffer for too long. Yeah, that's true. And I think, I think because mainly because of because Kieran did so well, uh, I had pretty good tiebreakers in in this round five. So I was two two going into round five, and the way the tiebreakers worked out, I would have been in uh, with that win. Well, yeah, if he got in an eight, yeah, definitely, you probably would have been higher than that. You probably would have been seventh or sixth. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you were. I think you were sixth going into the fifth yeah. round. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, that was that was your round four, or your round five. No, that was round five. That was your round five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was so, it. Yeah. It could. Is there? Could you tell us what other decks were in the top eight? Just very quickly. Um. So there was uh, Voss was on Team or Marvel. Uh, Pablo was on Esper vehicles, mostly blue white, just black. I think most just for scrap heap scrounger. I think yeah, basically. Yeah. Um. And I didn't. Uh, Bevan was in the top eight. I didn't see what he was on. I did not see the choice. Me as a married vehicle. I think, I think it was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. before. And yeah. then, uh, so it was me, Tom. Uh, I'm not I'm sure. Not if yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who the other players was. I was. I was playing my match yeah, okay. points a little bit. Yeah. Well, it sounds like there was a lot of team or Marvel. If you played against three, yeah, yeah. there was a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the final, the finals came down to black green against Esper, though. So that was interesting, Smart. not having yeah, Marvel yeah. in the finals. Pablo, I think, did quite well hmm. against uh, against Marvel the whole tournament. He he kind yeah, of yeah, that that deck seems pretty set up to be yeah. yeah Marvel. So we we can talk about it in a future episode. But it's kind of an aggro deck in game one, and then he was telling me a lot of games he cited twelve or thirteen cards okay. and just turned into a Whoa. control deck. That's so good. Yeah. So okay, uh, it was a pretty interesting so, like, take on it. Negates and stuff. Yeah, negates and then more metallic rebukes, I think, as well. And yeah, metallic uh, rebuke is a pain in the hole. Yeah, to deal with yeah. The, against Marvel. And uh, I think you have four, four declaration in stone in the sideboard as well oh, and right, stuff. Yeah. yeah, so that's why if you're playing against that deck and you get new mug, if you manage to get off your mug, you should definitely exile their white sources. But that's yeah. the thing because he was mostly blue white. You just I, always had. I, yeah, I don't think people like could three really white sources. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there we go. So um, cool. Shall I? Shall we move on to deck of the week? Sure. Yeah. yeah so defense. our deck of the week this week is a band Marvel. So it's kind of more of an update to. I think this was one of the first ones that we had for this yeah. season. Um. Since the since the, uh, Amaket season started, um. Because you have been on it for you, Kieran, have been on it for quite a while. Um. So you have updates to the deck. Obviously, you you played it this weekend, so you've made updates reacting to. I don't know, probably reacting to the fact that Zombies is less of the meta now. Yeah, pretty much. It was sort of like the deck still does very well against Zombies. Basically what happened was I was kind of pretty much off it, to be honest. I was like, I was thinking, uh, there's, there's no point playing this version, just move to Teamer. Mm -hmm. like the white is sort of, the, and the version I was on before was pretty low impact. Um, but then you actually linked me to the wolf, the fact that uh, Daniel Ward had top-aided the GP with it last weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, so I looked at his list. I think he came 16th or something. Oh, sorry, top 16. Sorry, yeah. I didn't top-aid that. Um, yeah, so he um, uh, he had changed up his deck, and he had... Uh, so the version I was playing had two Descends and one Fumigate. He just mm -hmm. went for the third Descend. Um, and fourth one in the board, was it? Or? Fourth one in the board, yeah. Took out uh, all the cast-outs, no cast-outs. Um, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah no cast-outs in the 75. 
very oh, interesting okay. uh, and I was really happy with that cast out when I was playing it just always felt very clunky too, sure. sl- too slow against aggro decks uh, you're in a pretty desperate situation once they resolve an Ulamog to cast on that you're so behind anyway it didn't really mm-hmm. matter um, so and then um, he took out the Linvala as well uh, a lot of people I was playing the Nissa's Renewal originally that wasn't in the deck either so yeah. it was quite a different version to the one I was playing Okay. so instead it had four Servant of the Conduit uh, as extra two drops extra ways to make energy mm-hmm. um, which I thought was very good um, it had three sensors, one negate. The version I was playing was a 2-2 split originally. Okay. Uh, and I felt like the extra sensor was much, much better. Uh, and then Descenter's Deliverance uh, in the main board, just mm-hmm. as a one-off. Uh, and then with the three Descent Upon the Sinfuls, he had completely switched from the Battleland mana base that I'd seen most people using mm-hmm. to a Basics and Evolving Wilds mana base. Right, okay. Basically because... Uh, you you can regularly get an artifact in the graveyard with Puzzle Knot, and then mm-hmm. having Evolving Walls in your graveyard makes it pretty trivial to get Delirium. Yeah. yeah. So in the version I was playing, I almost never got the Angel, and then once I switched to this version, I got the Angel almost every time. Okay. This. For yeah, anyone who doesn't know, Descend Upon the Sinful is 6 mana, 4, and 2 white. 4 white white. And it says uh, Exile All Creatures, and then it's Delirium, you get a 4-4 four, four Flying Angel. Uh, so And that was actually a really, really big deal in this version. I thought it was great. I was really... Uh, trepidatious about moving to the Evolving Wilds mana base. Uh, I really just don't like playing with that card if I don't mm-hmm. have to. I've done so many times with Delirium. and yeah. It does feels... also get your triggers off Marvel. It does. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was relevant. I think I think I got one or two triggers the entire yeah. tournament with that because usually you just want to you want to play play the Evolving Walls on your off turns on exactly, turn, turn yeah. one or turn That's three. It, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then, so, so yeah, the list also, four Rogue Refiner, uh, four Puzzle Knot, four Glimmer Genius, uh, obviously, four Marvel, four Tune, uh, yeah, and then uh, so originally he was running um, three Ulamogs and a Tarantula Gearhulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually hit him up on Twitter because uh, I rem- I remember talking to him a bit on Twitter before seeing another deck he had made in a previous standard. Can't remember what that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I said, "Hey, any changes? If you'd play the deck again, and if you have time, could you give me uh, any quick tips for sideboarding?" Yeah. And uh, fair play, Dan Ward. He's a at Big Ward twenty eight on Twitter. He replied to me within like five minutes with like a f- with like a good sideboard guide mm-hmm. and uh, changes to the deck. Nice. So he said, "Put in a fourth Ulamog instead of the Torrential Gearhulk," and he gave me the sideboard plan. And this is like the really interesting part of the deck was and something I'd never ever considered because I considered the Bant version to be a sort of control version of Marvel, mm-hmm. but uh, in the in the sideboard, he had four Spellqueller, uh, four Longtail's Cub. Okay. And he basically told me, bring those in against the Mirror, and I, uh, and I presume you bring them in against Control as well. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's yeah. got to be very good against Control. And I was kind of... I, I didn't get to play the deck really at all. I got to play a couple of games before the tournament, so I was kind of not really on board with this plan. I was yeah. just like, oh, how is this any good? <laughs> so And also, if you're doing that, you're boarding out your Puzzle Knots, and you're boarding out Marvels and Ulamogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're bringing in just... Uh, you you can you're just bringing in sort of like the the creature plan right mm-hmm. so I was like how does this ever work like they're just gonna marvel me or whatever in the mirror but then like I won almost every sideboard game I played in the mirror like it and like it didn't feel close most of the time I had good draws where I was like playing a cub on two a lot of mm-hmm. the time or like playing a servant on two and having a mm-hmm. spell queller available like mm-hmm. without white mana up which we all know is very hard to play around yes yes it is uh, and. It was it just crushed like it was crazy. Uh, nice. People obviously sideboarded 
com- expecting something completely different. Yeah, yeah. Because most, I think most people in the Marvel Mirror just sideboard in extra negates and they'll even sideboard into spells and stuff to try mm-hmm. and fight over resolving yeah. a Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but like this plan was just, I don't care about Marvel anymore. I'm yeah. going to kill you. If you get the turn four Marvel and Ulamogmi, Ula, Ula I was probably going to lose the game no matter how I sideboarded. Sure, yeah. So let's yeah, just yeah. play like that's not going to happen and I'm just going to kill you with a two drop on turn yeah. two. Negate, not a good card against Spellcaller. No, it's it feels so bad. Yeah. If you have that in, or like Dispel, if you have either of those in your hand and your opponent plays Spellcaller, you feel like a moron. Yeah, yeah, like, God. Uh, and that happened many times. Long Tusk Cub was insane. Uh, like the problem I had with Rogue Refiner and the version I was playing when mm-hmm. I wasn't playing Servant and I didn't have these creatures in the sideboard, I just felt like having a 3-2 that's a 2-for-1 was irrelevant because I never did enough combat damage to kill them. Right. Whereas now that I have four servants in the main as well and then eight more cheap creatures in the sideboard, it was so easy just to like get in there with creatures. It sure. felt so good. I, so I it actually brought up the value of Rogue Finder in, yeah. the, in the things yeah, and so servant much. as well, even just as like a 2-2. Yeah, so yeah. much. Because a lot of the versions... Uh, that didn't have this plan were playing Aether Meltdowns over Rogue Refiners mm-hmm. just to keep you alive long enough to cast your Marvel or whatever. Okay. Uh, and that was probably correct because I was still playing ro- with Rogue Refiner but it was always very medium. Mm. Whereas this just felt like, even the Servant, like just playing it as a Grizzly Bear, I felt like <laughs> this is going to bring me a long way to winning the game just playing a 2-2. So it felt really good. I really, really liked this this sideboard plan. Um, and yeah, I, I 3-0'd the, the Mirror. Uh, it was pretty good. So, and then uh, I I sent Daniel a Twitter message to say, like, thanks and tell him I top aided, And he was like, oh, I also top aided the SCG Classic again with the deck. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like this deck kind of actually has legs, where mm. I, as before this weekend, I was super off it, mm. basically. Um, I still don't think it's actually better than Teamer, but... Like, overall? Yeah, but I feel like... So, it's... Yeah, and like main deck, it's not close. Like, Teamer has a much better 60, I think. But the fact that, like, and I feel like you guys are going to the GP this weekend. I feel like anyone who plays this matchup in a GP and, like, doesn't know what to expect from the sideboard is going to get crushed by Long Tusk Cubs or in the version that uh, that, uh, Dan played this weekend. He actually switched them out for Tireless Trackers, Mm. uh, which he top aided, so obviously it was very good. I actually think I kind of prefer the Cubs having played them because mm. I feel like people will expect Tracker more than they'll expect Cub yeah. because mm-hmm. the Teamer versions play Tracker. Mm. Uh, and as well, it's a three-drop rather than a two-drop, so you're you're going to be slower trying to beat Dan. We'll give them an extra turn to marvel you. Yeah. I think the, if you have the Cub, if you manage to play the Cub on turn two and you're like attuned on turn one, yeah. uh, even, if they, even if they go to kill it, uh, you can sometimes make them spend all their energy. Yeah, because they'll that. they'll only have harness lighting basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas tireless tracker, if you play it like say on turn three, turn four, and then play a land and get a clue, you can't crack the clue. So people can actually make energy from yeah. killing the tireless tracker, yeah. which can sometimes be just enough to put them over the top and play a marvel and get mill log and win. Yeah. So Definitely. having the ability to actually force people to spend more of their energy. Yeah. So that they can't go on their A game as mm-hmm. as easily is actually kind of important, even if even if it's costing you energy as well. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's not costing energy because if you have if you represent the energy to pump your to, to pump your long school, mm-hmm. they yeah. need to spend that energy before the spell resolves. Right, yeah, but as they're as sorry, no, no, wrong way around. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, a, you choose on resolution. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it's like, it's almost like your energy matters so much less than theirs because you've boarded out Marvels and yeah. that's like not your plan anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. True, that yeah. like, it feels so much worse for them to have to spend extra energy to kill your creature because yeah. they aren't going to be able to Marvel when they play it. Yeah, they're more yeah. reliant on the energy and your non-plus cubs make energy themselves exactly, when yeah. they hit the yeah. opponent as well. And it's like, there were, there were a bunch of games I played where like my opponents had draws that lined up pretty well, like they were playing Servants and Rogue Refiners, mm-hmm. but I just had more creatures and... Like, eventually it was like, we would trade off a bunch of stuff and I would just end up with a Longtail's Cub still alive at the mm-hmm. end of it with, mm-hmm. like, 10 energy or something like that. Okay. And uh, the, it was just game over if they didn't Ulamog me, like, the next turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you, if if you played against the, the teamer version, would you be uh, afraid of, of them bringing in the sweepers, like Radiant Flames or Southern Sons or whatever, or Chandra? Uh, maybe. I feel like... Yeah. Basically, give us advice on how we yeah, should I, 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 Yeah, I, 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 I was literally thinking this um, weekend. Like, I think back to Sweltering Suns, obviously, the, the Longtail Subs can get out of that range very quickly. Yes. But then, as yeah. outside, you can just cycle it if that happens. Yeah, you can cycle if it. it yeah. If it becomes irrelevant to the board. Yeah. yeah. It's like great right, when you're facing down a, a bigger than 3 3 Longtail Scope, but yeah. yeah. It's pretty hard. Like, I feel like player draw is really important for this decision. Like, mm. if you lost the game and you're on the play against Bad Marvel, like, I feel like you should just go for the Turbo Marvel plan in game two again, mm, like true, even yeah. if you think they're going for the creatures. Um, whereas if you're on the draw, maybe keep in a Magma Spray or two or something. Yeah. But like, it's also like, I don't know, people aren't, maybe aren't all going to sideboard like this. And like, mm. even if they have the cards, maybe they just like get a read on you and don't sideboard like this. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so I think yeah, it's, it's very risky. Like, if you bring in all that stuff and then they're just like on the Marvel plan, you're listening yeah, there and well, yeah. there's in your hand. Because there were times where I felt like I could just board back out of it, like when I was going back on, on the play or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting, but it was, it was just such a cool plan. Uh, and it was something that like really just kind of opened my eyes to, to how transformative a sideboard can be mm-hmm. uh, in the Marvel deck because I, ne- I always just thought you basically just stick to the plan and like you definitely don't have to like I was I was like sideboarding out almost all of the combo aspects mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah good yeah that's um, crazy yeah, cause I think I think a few weeks ago we would have said that was an air to ever um, sideboard out yeah the, the combo definitely uh, yeah and then like I think you should like definitely against control as well you should be taking out like all the puzzle knots at least and probably taking yeah, out like one yeah. to two marvels because mm-hmm. like if you're just jabbing a marvel on turn four, they're gonna have the counter like every time. So if you're playing your marvel on a later turn, you kind of need multiple copies of it less. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like having other stuff to do early on in the game rather than rely on the marvel is better as well. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was not being like if if you're you're gonna have six more than six energy yeah. by the by the game anyway, yeah. so the, you'll just get there. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. The puzzle lots do nothing. Uh, I also had a sweet play in the in the mirror where my opponent resolved Ulamog. Uh, targeted two of my lands, one of which was a Lumbering Falls, and a response. That's a bad, bad, bad yeah. play. Yeah, and uh, I activated it in response, made it hexproof creature, yeah. and uh, and fizzled the trigger, which left me on nine lands, and then I so peeled good. the land next turn and was able to resol- hard cast my own Ulamog, nice. get rid of his Ulamog. Yeah, so yeah I, I, yeah. Uh, I was playing yesterday uh, online, and uh, the exact same situation happened mm. against me, yeah. but he <laughs> very wisely chose not to target my Lumbering Falls. Yeah. And yeah. If, if he had... I would have done the same thing and it would have been the game. So yeah. that person yeah. learned from that match with you. I think, yeah, yeah. I think I, it, it's, it was a mistake I made once and then as soon as it happened, like, yeah, I'm not going to make that yeah. again. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it was great. And Dan also went up in the in the version he played this weekend to one trying to the Forsaken Gods as well, which mm-hmm. is something I wasn't playing and he, and he wasn't either in his previous version. How many lands actually does the actually uh, 22, 23? It was 23, so... Um, so he's I, gone up to 24? Uh, no, sorry. Good. It was... Uh, he's just cut a different... Oh, he's cut a different... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I think the deck is like... I think I think Marvel is like the team of Marvel is like is a better deck still, sure. but like Bant is uh, is a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah. Is is kind mm-hmm. of my feeling after the weekend. Mm-hmm. So and it can surprise people. Yeah, it well, definitely can. People didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I played I played against one opponent um, who attacked me with Nulamog, triggered it, looked through the twenty cards <laughs> uh, of which there were two descend upon the sinfuls, and I was playing a planes as well. I had a planes on the battlefield. And then uh, when I spell quelled him the next game, he was like, "How can you possibly support the mana base for that?" He just didn't. What? He just didn't cop that I was wasn't teamer because people oh, just yeah. expect teamer. So like he just was looked through my we twenty looked cards. Twenty cards from your deck. Yeah, right? he was just looking for Ulamogs. He was like, How many "Oh yeah, Ulamogs are in here. okay." He just didn't even cop any other cards. Didn't register. Okay. So people are just gonna like not play around because like because a lot of the time because you're only playing three descend upon the sinfuls main yeah. deck. Yeah. Uh, and two is planes. That, yeah. Is that all the white? Yeah, okay. and then spell colors in the board. Okay, that's, yeah. that's all the white. Did you have like any declarations on the board or anything like that? No, no, no okay. No, no. Um, so yeah, so people like if they don't realize what's going on, they could easily misplay. Yeah. And like people will play around cast out once they see the planes. Absolutely, yeah. They yeah. might not have it. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Deck felt good. Yeah, four o four o the Swiss, and then I did the last round, and then the black green should have been probably my easiest matchup of the day, uh, and I was on the play and I lost it. Uh, game one, I just got. Uh, killed on turn five or something like that. He just had the news constrictor into Rishkar, Nissa, Draw, all that right. stuff. Good old news constrictor. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was playing those F and M promos. So overpowered. <laughs> yeah, you just got. Yeah, you yeah. got distracted by the shiny. Yeah, uh, and then game two went super long. Uh, eventually, I found a new Lamog. Uh, obviously, you don't bring in the creatures against Black Green. It's not a very yeah. good idea. Yeah. Uh, and then game three, I I was on the draw. And I kept uh, three lands and a tune, a servant and a rogue refiner, mm. and I felt like I kind of had to keep that. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like a good hand. Yeah. yeah, and then I just flooded out. I never drew another spell for the rest of the game. Yeah. Oh, oh no, sorry, I drew in a gate. <laughs> and then not very good. No, he played no. a verderous gear hole. Can I went? Oh, Can negate that? That doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, it's an artifact, but unfortunately also a creature. creature. Yeah. So that was my tournament. I uh, ran well during the Swiss. Look, look, ran out a little bit in the top eight. Yeah. But, uh, it was a very good tournament. I'm happy, mostly happy with how I played. I made I made a couple of misplays uh, when my opponent targeted one of my lands. Uh, there was one. I, there was I was playing the mirror. I, I confiscation cooed uh, uh, a marvel, which is another card you bring in in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. So good. So good. Yeah. yeah. Confiscation cooed a Gideon in the middle of combat yesterday. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that's the dream. That's yeah, the dream. Uh, yeah. And avoid winner. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> oh, Opponent played void winner. He was like, "Yeah, I got it locked up," and I was just like, "Nah, confiscation coup." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I have a lock. Uh, it's like the only card, one of the only yeah. cards you can actually play <laughs> after they play void winner. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I, he, I, I attempted to confiscation coup his marvel. In response, he activated the marvel. Yeah, uh, he hit an Ulamog, uh, trigger targeting my lands, and I didn't realize that he was taking out my only balloon source. I didn't float mana. Uh, and then he negated my confiscation coup, and I would have had a negate back if I had floated the mana. Oh, yeah, so I just I just went through it too quickly. I just went sure, sure, without looking at what lands I had, yeah. which is a real basic mistake. So that's that's one misplay that sticks out in my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Misplay that sticks out in my mind is uh, I paid for parking, even though it was Sunday. 
Yeah. Uh, Didn't <laughs> Almost. Why? Why? I, I wasn't thinking, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, I wasn't paying attention. I was going through too quickly. You know, so. <laughs> Pablo was very nice about it. He was like, you know, in Spain, we don't have to pay for parking on Sundays. That's <laughs> <laughs> great, Pablo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know what happens in Spain. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Shout outs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks to Dan for the, the deck list and the advice and stuff. Uh, check him out on Twitter. He also has a podcast uh, called The Weekly Ward and I believe he produces content for SCG Games as well. Cool. So. Sweet. So that'll, uh, that'll wrap us up for this week, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Unless there's anything else that uh, anybody wants oh, yeah. to say. Um, as long as you finish off, if you don't want uh, the, the world of Europe to know uh, what you're playing, you decided on a deck for GP Amsterdam. Uh, yes, Team of Marvel. Team of Marvel. Oh, what a twist! Yeah. I think so. But now, what do you what do you want? I'm also on Team of Marvel. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm amenable to my mind being changed, but it would be it's pretty late in the game now to be changing our mind. I think like even yeah. on Thursday, look, so. like you, like Al, you've been playing Marvel for a while now, and you and Wolf, you have a ton of experience on Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, so, it was uh, different were, before, but whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you were saying you were liking black green as well, the energy. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, that'll be next week's episode. Will be the GP special where you guys will tell yeah, us. Yeah, so but the episode's going to be quite late, I think, because yeah, we don't get back until like the Wednesday after. So yeah. it's going to be a late episode that week. Yeah, we'll have a delayed episode yeah. uh, next week, but it should be really sweet. We can talk about how you guys ID'd in the finals. <laughs> Yes. Exactly, yes. Yeah. It's a it's a draw. Oh, wow. <laughs> we can't play against each other. Yeah. It's too to be too hurtful. Yeah. Talk about um, our adventures through the, the, the streets of Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. After we, we scrub out of day one quite yeah. in the sesh on Saturday. Oh yeah. Hopefully not that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Hopefully we go out in the sesh with, with the winnings. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, this is this is our first GP, so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Got GP ever. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. We were looking up the playmat there. Oh, sweet. so sweet. Glory sweet. bringer. Glory bringer. Open the image like, ah! Yes, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you, sometimes you can get pretty pretty crappy playmats. <laughs> yeah. Um, not not impressed with the promo either, but anyway, but what can you do? You can cast it off uh, this new artifact dragon. Yeah, totally. You can cast it off either works Marvel. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Mind blown. Yes. Okay, so that'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, thanks to Barry Cannon for our theme music. Cool. Um, you, I'll, I'll include a... a a link to you know the stuff that we've discussed today mm-hmm. decklist and, and what have you um, in the show notes and uh, thanks for listening okay see you later guys bye bye bye